This is the Morning Press from Cast Iron Brains, a BrainIron.com production. Here's 11 minutes or less of news for today, Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. On Tuesday evening, 12 hostages abducted by Hamas on October 7th were released to the Red Cross in Gaza, which transferred them to Israel. Shortly after, Israel released 30 Palestinian prisoners. The exchange was part of an agreement to extend the temporary four-day pause in fighting for an additional 48 hours to end of day Wednesday. Israel has said that it will continue to release three prisoners for every hostage freed by Hamas and that it will resume its war to eradicate Hamas when they stop releasing hostages. There remain approximately 170 hostages being held in Gaza since the October 7th attack. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is headed to Israel Wednesday in an attempt to help broker a further extension of the humanitarian pause. 41 workers who had been trapped for 17 days in a collapsed tunnel in the Himalayas in northern India were rescued on Tuesday. The construction workers, who were able to communicate with rescuers and supplied with fresh air, water, and food via small pipes drilled through the 60 meters of mountain and collapsed rubble separating them from the outside world, were reportedly elated when finally freed, an operation that involved pulling them on a wheeled cart along a one-meter-in-diameter welded pipe that was laid as debris was cleared out. The men were all in good health, and many smiled widely as they greeted their rescuers, perhaps indicating that their time trapped in the mountain wasn't so bad after all, that perhaps the mountain had its own valid reasons for imprisoning them, but nevertheless treated the workers with care and compassion. A memorial service for former First Lady Rosalind Carter took place on Tuesday at Glen Memorial United Methodist Church in Atlanta. She died last week, Sunday, November 19th, at the age of 96, from complications arising from having lived on this planet for nearly a century. She is survived by her husband of 77 years, President Jimmy Carter, who is himself 99 years old and in home hospice care. President Carter did, however, attend the service along with all currently living former First Ladies of the United States, as well as Presidents Joe Biden and former President Bill Clinton. On Wednesday, following a funeral service, she will be buried in her hometown of Plains, Georgia. The Supreme Court will today hear arguments in the potentially hugely consequential case of the Securities and Exchange Commission versus Jarchezi. In short, this is a boring administrative law case that could end the ability of many federal agencies to effectively do their jobs. At issue is the constitutionality of administrative law judges, who work as independent officials in the executive branch and preside over legal disputes between federal agencies like the SEC, the National Labor Relations Board, the Occupy Safety and Health Administration and the Social Security Administration, and whoever they are mad at or who are mad at them. If administrative law judges are deemed unconstitutional, the federal court system would likely be flooded with all of the cases that were previously hashed out by what some conservatives would call these agents of the deep state. As is often the case, no matter what one thinks of the underlying principles, the facts of the original dispute are quite amusing. George Jarchezzi was an activist, conservative talk radio host, and hedge fund manager who defrauded his customers, lied about his fund's assets, paid himself and his partner exorbitant fees, and was ultimately fined hundreds of thousands of dollars and told not to work in parts of high finance any longer. And now his case might spell the end of the ability of many federal agencies to function as they have for nearly a century. 
Nikki Haley has received the endorsement of the libertarian conservative political advocacy group Americans for Prosperity, which is the main political advocacy group of the Koch brothers. This is the first time that the group has endorsed a candidate in a presidential primary. In the memo accompanying their announcement, they wrote, Donald Trump and Joe Biden will only further perpetuate the country's downward spiral in politics. Furthermore, a significant majority of voters want somebody new. At the outset of our strategy, we made clear that we would be businesslike in our decision. We would support a candidate capable of turning the page on Washington's toxic culture and a candidate who can win. And last night, we concluded that analysis. That candidate is Nikki Haley. End quote. In the Real Clear Politics poll averages of Republican candidates, Haley trails Ron DeSantis by four points and Donald Trump by more than 50 points. A Trump campaign spokesman responded to the news with the following, quote, Americans for Prosperity, the political arm of the China First America Last movement, has chosen to endorse a pro-China, open borders and globalist candidate in Nikki Birdbrain Haley. End quote. In sports, the NFL's Carolina Panthers fired head coach Frank Reich just 11 games and 10 losses into his tenure, the quickest firing of any new head coach in the NFL since the San Francisco 49ers fired Pete McCulley in 1978 after a 1-8 and start. Reich joins the Las Vegas Raiders' Josh McDaniels on the unemployment line as the second head coach to be fired so far this season. Also in sports news, Mark Cuban is reportedly in talks to sell the Dallas Mavericks to the family that runs the Las Vegas Sands Casino Company. The Las Vegas Sands Corporation was founded by Sheldon Adelson and is still majority owned by his widow, Miriam Adelson, the fifth richest woman in the world. Cuban bought the Mavericks in 2000 for $285 million and is expected to sell the team for some $3.5 billion. Cuban would retain control of basketball operations. Americans spent a record $9.8 billion on Black Friday and followed it up with a record $12.4 billion spent on Cyber Monday in a bid to fill the yawning chasm of despair born of the utter pointlessness of our throwaway culture with toys, electronics, and apparel. Americans were expected to give in excess of $3 billion further dollars to various charities and nonprofits on Giving Tuesday, presumably in an attempt to assuage their gnawing guilt about having spent all that money on themselves over the holiday weekend, and also because we are, of course, good people. On this date in history, November 29th in 1979, the New York Times reported on President Jimmy Carter's first press conference related to the Iran hostage crisis, which had started three weeks earlier on November 4th, 1979. Fifty-two American diplomats and citizens at the United States Embassy in Tehran were then being held by student supporters of the Iranian Revolution. The Times reported that Carter's face appeared fatigued, but that his answers were tough and uncompromising. Quote, there is no recognized religious faith on earth which condones kidnapping, Carter said in an apparent attempt to separate the Iranians from other Muslims. There is certainly no religious faith on earth which condones the sustained abuse of innocent people. Mr. Carter proposed no new or specific steps that the United States would pursue to end the stalemate, but he did say, in answer to the first question, that, quote, I believe the growing condemnation of the world community on Iran will have a beneficial effect, 
end quote. The situation wouldn't be resolved until over 400 days later when the hostages were released upon the inauguration of Ronald Reagan. Also of note, when the hostages were finally freed and the pilot flying them out of Tehran announced that they had left Iranian airspace, the, quote, freed hostages went wild with happiness, shouting, cheering, crying, clapping, falling into one another's arms. And now, a look at the weather. People who use pictures of seemingly healthy, happy, and immensely relieved kidnapping victims being released by their violent, murderous, jihadist, apocalypse-humping captors in an attempt to show you that the events of October 7th were just an unfortunate but necessary outcry of the oppressed are either depraved, confused, or profoundly stupid, or perhaps some combination thereof, and they can safely be ignored. They are that way through no fault of their own, victims of a series of accidents, as are we all. That's the weather from here, though it may be different wherever in the world you are. The Morning Press is a production of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. Please direct comments and complaints to BrainIronPodcast at gmail.com or visit the website at BrainIron.com. Thanks, and barring the sudden onset of the inevitable, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The proceeding was created with 100% human content.